What an exciting way to kick off the season. Plenty of surprises. Plenty of drama as plenty of football gets played last week. And we move towards week number two here on the Sunday card. Dan Zampano and just my esteemed producer today. Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone is in the building. Matt the Ice, as we told you, is hiking the mountains of Albania, getting lost in the wilderness. I hope some radioactive animal doesn't get him, but I don't think it will because the only bears worth looking at are out there, not over here. So uh, <laughs> we'll get to that soon in a second. Lewis, we'll get to the bears. We'll get to some of the, 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 the craziness that went on, but my goodness, Lewis, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen something so hype and so real and really as American as Aaron Rodgers running out onto the field with the American flag in a spotlight, the only guy you could see it at Jet Life Stadium. And for it to happen that way, I mean, four plays in. And then how it ended. Where was the emotional roller coaster going with you, my friend? I Stopped watching the game, as I told you before we started the show. Hell, uh, first off, happy birthday. All right. Oh, thank you. Not okay. Your birthday president is we don't have Rodgers anymore. So <laughs> we got two division wins for my birthday. You got two division wins. You got at least six interceptions from Zach Wilson now. We'll see what happens. There we go. I heard some rumblings of, you know, old quarterbacks that they might be looking at, you know, a couple guys, possibly Carson Wentz. I heard Phillip Rivers for some reason. I don't know what to think about that. Crazy. Uh, Matt Ryan with the wearing his diaper and he can't move. So it's just, it's so much hype. And what did I tell you last week? I told you, you don't get too high. You don't get too low. I've been a Jets fan my entire life. And here I am back to last year. It's the same thing. It is uncanny that you were really the only Jets fan that had a sense of calm and cautiousness. And it did you well with all that happened. I mean, you got to love the end of that game. Though. I mean, the end of the game, it was electric how they won that game. When I saw the highlights the next day, oh, yeah, ecstatic. I said, if this is our only win, it, it won't be. But, you know, it, very happy. A lot of stuff happened this weekend. A lot of big. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how much you want to get into it. I know you have a little segment you want to do called Studs and Duds we'll get into. Uh, but very exciting weekend. Very good week one, I think. Very good. No question. No question. I mean, especially from, from that end of the drama on Monday night, uh, if I'll just comment on it really quickly, the Pats lose heartbreaker but play really well. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm very, like, middle of the road with that because I think as great as Mac played in, in the middle of that game, but the Eagles played pretty bad. And once again, the Patriots have a great little comeback and they put in a great little effort – but the like the little engine that couldn't like they literally have been doing this for three years, where they come out and they have a great effort. We come close to beating a good team, but we still can't do it. And and eventually you got to do it, especially with the goat in the building. I mean, That's everybody the- knows he would have won that game. Everybody yeah. knows it. Yeah. Hey, look, I thought he was coming back. I thought he was about to suit up. <laughs> I know. Mac had three touchdowns. Mac played great. Mac played great. Three touchdowns, 316. There's two quarterbacks that had 300 yards and three touchdowns. And there was Mac and Tua. <laughs> that's it. And, and Tua. So, I mean, unbelievable. That, that's crazy. We're going to get into that. We're going to do a little segment segment called Studs and Duds. We want 
three up, three down from week one of the NFL season. Lou, I think we'll go before we get into the weekend review. By the way, four and one for me. Four and one for Matt. We hit the under the weather. We hit the bet the narrative. And we came one lousy stinking point from the Tennessee Titans <laughs> from getting Magic Moneyline parlay. So you want to talk about hottest show in America again? There's no other place but here uh, to me. The only thing you can do better is get all five. That's literally it. I, I couldn't believe it. It's that that's the plan. That's <laughs> that is that, the plan. <laughs> it doesn't always go that way, as you know. I like so, the win all, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> wouldn't we all? Uh let's go to studs and duds. That's three up, three down. Lou, I think let's start with the less of the entertaining ones, the studs, uh, because the duds are more fun to me. Let's mm -hmm. go. Uh, let's start with number three. Your third your third stud of week one is what? Uh I got to give credit to Jordan Love. Oh, I, I like that. got to give credit to Jordan Love. Three touchdowns, 245 yards. He came out. All the expectations were questioning, is this the guy that's going to come in for Rodgers and take over? Is he the next heir to the throne in Green Bay? And you and I both don't like the Bears. Matt's not going to like this, but they they just, I don't know. They, they stink. They stink. All right. I don't want to be rude because I'm a Jets fan. Where do I get off saying that other teams stink? But – between Aaron Jones running the ball and that Green Bay defense, they're going to be in a lot of games this year. And that the possibility of them winning that division, I I think it could happen. It's reality for me. I think they I, I think they're going to go to Atlanta probably and win this week too. We'll see. Uh, my number three, give me two guys that you may never heard of, but had a unbelievable game. How about Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, <laughs> or as I'm going to call them for your intensive purposes, list. Huka Nahua and Huhu Atwell. Uh, let me tell you, these guys for the Rams without Cooper Cup going into Seattle and dominating, both of them had 119 yards receiving, 16 catches between the two of them. Matt Stafford was putting balls through keyholes. How about the Rams not only winning the game for us, but winning the game outright and getting Seattle on the road going out and winning the game? I mean, that was one of the most impressive things to me this weekend. Number two stud. My number two stud, I got to go just the Cowboys defense in general. Mm. I just, they, I, to to keep New York with a goose egg up there is absolutely insane. On In prime time, Sunday night, they were fantastic. They're really, really good. Maybe the Giants do stink. Maybe Daniel Jones shouldn't have gotten all that money. You know, but bad plays. They get the kick block, return for touchdown. You get Saquon getting the ball popped out by Diggs and then return that for a touchdown. It was over before halftime. They were getting lit up all over the place. Did they give Daniel Jones too much money and not bring in enough weapons? Darren Waller was almost non-existent. Darren Waller did not. I have him on a fantasy team. He got hurt at the end. Five too. points. Yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, no, wait, it's not. We'll New York football is back. Yeah. Your football is back. I mean, no, sorry to tell you. Uh, yeah, that was that was a stink fest on Sunday night. Number two to me, uh, Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, Cleveland Browns. Uh, incredible job. Incredible job what they did. Hmm. Holding Joe Burrow to 82 yards passing. Bengals had six total first downs in the game. Two for 15 on third down. 2.6 yards per pass. What they did 
the way they set up their defensive line, putting Miles Garrett at the at the zero and and lining him up against the center and that crossover move that he pulled. <laughs> I mean, that was awesome. I mean, they just road graded that uh, that offensive line and their offensive line road graded to the Bengals as well. But I thought the defense played outstanding. Joe Burrow looked law- lifeless. Excuse me. I'm giving it to Jim Schwartz in the scheme. Fair enough. That, that crossover move that was cool. I, I like that. This, NBA he, NBA fan, I was going to say, you had to look He showed him what he was going to do. He crossed yeah. over, and then as soon as they snapped the ball, he hit him with a crossover. <laughs> it's like, come on. But I'll move on to my number one. I think it's clear as day who's number one, Tyreek Hill, just with a master class with wide receiver. And I, I guess Tua can throw the ball. I guess maybe, just maybe, he's okay. not – as bad as we chalk him up to be, you know, what was it, 460 some odd yards? Mm-hmm. You know, but there were a lot of great performances. Brandon Ayuk was another one that I had written down, yeah. considered. But, you know, if I'm only picking three, but Tyreek the Cheetah is just, how do you, what do you, how do you cover this guy? If you press, he's going to burn you, go along. And then as soon as you get off, he's going to just dink and dump you all day long. That's uh, it. We'll, we'll get into that in our duds uh, a little bit. But, <laughs> Uh, number one for me was the Dallas D-line. Uh, I completely agree with you. Uh, seven sacks mm-hmm. of Daniel Jones, and it should not have just been Daniel Jones. It it should have been way before that he'd been pulled. I mean, it was ridiculous that they did that. They flat out embarrassed this, quote-unquote, remade Giants offensive line. That was an embarrassment. I thought Dallas D-line was incredible. I think they're right up there. I think that they're right up there with San Francisco and, and Philly. I really do. I think this – this defense is going to play that good. Their offense really doesn't have to play that great. I mean, they got enough talent on offense. So I really like what I saw from Dallas. Uh, now let's get to the good stuff. The duds, I'm going to start here uh, before I even get into it because you already mentioned it. Brandon Staley is a loser. He is a loser. How do you continuously play man coverage one-on-one versus that's that's Tyreek Hill over there, Okay. Not Bob Jones, Tyreek <laughs> Hill. Okay. They let him kill them. 215 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, unbelievable how you can just sit there and go one on one. You have to bracket coverage this dude. There is no other way to do it. If you need double team, double team him, match zone him, do something. Just they didn't change. It wasn't like, oh, we ran zone and then we ran man. It was, they literally didn't try to mix anything up at all playing against Tyreek Hill. It was an embarrassment. Brandon Staley, uh, he's a loser. Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to determine how I want to order these because I've got a couple written down. Uh, I, I feel bad doing this, but I've been saying for so long that this guy's been preordained as the next great quarterback, and you guys always, oh, he's top two, he's top three. Josh Allen. Josh Allen just going out there, what, he turned the ball over four times, three picks and a fumble? Uh-huh. He lose to the Jets? I know the defense is fantastic and they won on a special team's punt return. But Josh Allen has got to be better than that. At what point do you question it? It's like, all right, we have the team around him. He Was he better before? Is he regressing now as a quarterback in the NFL? Is it day ball's gone and he's New York? Which that's probably not the answer because look what happened. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what to think about Josh Allen anymore. Uh, I think he's still great. I think he'll be great, but he's on my duds list this week. Josh Allen and the Bills. 
are my number two dud of the week. Josh <laughs> Allen and the Bills and their lack of offensive imagination. That's the way I put it. Three bad interceptions, another inter- another fumble, but just more running around, just more trying to make something out of nothing, more pressing, more feel- force-feeding digs, more asking Josh Allen to do everything. This is the same old song and dance. It's the same thing. Their offensive line, Spencer Brown, I mean, holy cow. He is a traffic cone. I mean, he is terrible. <laughs> right tackle there. Jermaine, it didn't matter. Jermaine Johnson, Will McDonald, did not matter. Whoever it was going up against him, he was getting road graded. And it was it was horrible to watch. So, Josh, again, lack of offensive imagination. That's what I chalk it up to, 100%. That's my number two down. Fair, fair. I'll move right on to my number two. Uh, do I want to do another quarterback? Because Joe Burrow, like you gave credit to the Cleveland defense. Joe Burrow couldn't do anything. Nothing at all. What do you, he threw the ball 31 times for 82 yards. 82 yards. Sorry, I was about to say 18. It wasn't that bad. But <laughs> <laughs> insane. He completed 14 passes. No interceptions, which is fine. But at the same time, you come on. You got to go out there and actually put on a show. What do they score? Three total three points? points? Three points. That's, yeah. that's insanity. Especially, and, and this is the same point we get with Josh Allen. We give so much praise to these guys, and then they have these bad games. Like, do we keep giving them passes and just say, yeah, he's still top five? He's still top five. When someone else goes out there and they play great, you know, I think he's currently ranked, maybe it's fantasy wise or just in general, 31st quarterback out of what, 32 starting quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah, that's not good. It's like, come on now. And he's got weapons. They have weapons. What did uh, Chase say? We lost to some elves. We lost to some elves. Don't be disrespectful. You got smoked out there, all right? Who were the elves, really? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. so that's – that's. I, I, listen, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. That, they, they had a horrible performance, horrible performance. <laughs> Lewis, I don't think there's – you have to stand back in awe of the number one dub. It's not even a competition. Only this happens to the New York Jets. I know they won. But, <laughs> I mean, this, the season has just gone from Super Bowl to, I hope we can get to 500, like in a matter of moments. It's the Jets for being the Jets. Yeah. I, I can't I can't say anything. I hate to do that to you. I have some honorable mentions I'll get to, but to me, I don't think there's even a debate about the number one done. I I understand. I understand. Uh, one honorable mention I'll say real quick, Drake London in Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. Zero points. I'm sorry. We got to talk okay. about that. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, everybody. Dan and I played each other in fantasy this week. I needed two more points. My two starting wide receivers combined for zero points. Okay? <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, T. Higgins, 0 for 8, zero points. Drake London only got one ball thrown to him. Didn't catch it, though. So what's about it? Awful, absolutely awful. Uh, but my number one is just New York in general, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> the Jets and the Giants. Like you said, it's for the Jets, it's just how much bad luck can one franchise and fan base take? It, it's just it, when does basketball start? All right. You want me to do this for the rest of the year? I got to do another year of watching Zach Wilson be my starting quarterback with the team that we have. This hurts, Dan. This is it, it's painful. I don't want to watch anymore. I can't come watch my parents' house. My dad said you can't watch anymore. You bad luck. It, it's horrible. And then the Giants are just awful. 
it's so the only upside is that us Jets fans, at least we got a win. So no, the the Giants just a dud like that against that Cowboys team. The Cowboys are good, but zero points, insanity. Yeah, at least you got a point, right? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, no, I completely. New York football is back, like I said. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's the way I, honorable mention: Kadarius Tony. Oh my god! Oh my god! I forgot all about. Him. <laughs> that was Kadarius Tony was horrible. <laughs> he was playing beach volleyball. He wasn't playing football. Like it was, it was bad. It was bad. And then one more, uh, NFL scoring was on my duds list. This is the stat. Week one of this year, there were only 62 touchdowns. Last year, there were 73. The week, the year before that, 88 in week one. NFL scoring, the under, 11 and 5. 11 and 5 to the under. That's it. It's going down, huh? That's interesting. Because you would think that they, for years now, they've just been completely holding back the defenses, right? You can't touch anybody anymore. You can't hit anybody. All the you know, rough on the passer calls and stuff like that, and scoring is going down. That's interesting, Dan. That's really. I, interesting. I think those defenses are catching up. I think the defense. You saw a lot of great defense. Dallas, San yep. Francisco. Uh, you know, the Jets. Even you look at the Jets and how good their defense played on Sunday. I mean, the Browns. I mean, mm-hmm. we looked at a lot of really good defenses on Sunday, and there was a lot of low scoring. So. Uh, yeah, kudos to NFL or duds to NFL score. I mean, it's it's down. So it's going to be definitely very interesting as we move forward, see if that moves upward. Let's go to week in review really quick. We mentioned it four and one. We only I only miss Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Complete swing and miss. Awful. Uh, <laughs> Maddie only misses the Texans, which actually had a shot uh, at plus 10. We nail the Browns. We nail the Packers, me and you on the bet the narrative. Uh, we nailed the Rams. And how about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man? I mean, Tampa getting an outright win, almost getting the magic money line parlay. So that was a big time thing. We, uh, Me and Matt were both on that. And then Matt also had Atlanta uh, covering <laughs> against the Carolina Panthers, which was a – that was hard. That, that was a little bit of a struggle to get there. But they actually ended up doing it. Houston and Baltimore are under in the rain, 43 and a half. It's under the weather. That's why we do it. Uh, so we are both four and one heading into week number two. So Matt is not here, so he doesn't get the opportunity to pick or punt. So well, I have I have his notes. Right, fine. I got Let's his notes. I can read. Okay, fair enough. Um, because we still have the same record, um, and because Maddie is still the champion, I will allow it to you, Lewis. Before you say anything. Just a quick note. Teams that go 0-2 have an 11% chance of making the playoffs. Teams that were 0-1 and are now 1 and go 1-1 have a 42% chance of making the playoffs. You better win this week or it's going to be tough. (laughs) Well, hey, listen. What did Joe Burrow and the Bengals went 0-2 to to start? They did it last year, yes. But before that, 2011, New England Patriots for the last team. Wow. So, wow. Okay. Hard. All right. Well, here we go. I'll give you Matt's number five right now coming at you. Nail it. Matt likes the Kitty Cats. Carolina plus three versus New Orleans. He says he wasn't impressed with either team last week, but as a plus three home divisional dog, 
he'll fade Derek Carr outdoors on the road versus the Cats. And he says, hopefully Bryce can sneak out his first career win. So, huh. Huh. what do you think of that bad boy? I don't know what to think about that game. That game is weird. Um, I, I was at three and a half earlier this week. So, it being at three now, you can see some money coming in on Carolina. Mm. Um, that's pretty straight up even to me, uh, especially being a home dog Monday night, uh, getting a little extra time to prepare. Bryce is not playing, you know, uh, on the road for his first. So this is first home start. I don't know if I could touch that game with ten foot pole. That's a, that's a really hard game. Yeah, play. I that that's one I probably wouldn't touch that. But you know, Matt likes his divisional dogs at home. He so. does, and he, he likes the, he likes those cats too. He does like the cats. He always he always picks these teams that I just sit here and I go, what what am I looking? The rest of this <laughs> list is what am I looking at here? Oh, you're gonna love number one. You're gonna I can't love. Wait. Number one. I can't but, wait. Uh, number five, uh, can we get a more hype situation over inflating a line than in Detroit this week? Uh, Seattle being a five-point dog to the Detroit Lions. The Lions walked out of Arrowhead a winner, but a lot of bounces went their way. <laughs> Kadarius Tony. Um, <laughs> that is a – I mean, they just got a lot of lucky bounces, and their offense did not look very good. They only mustered 14 points against the Kansas City defense. That's pretty similar in quality to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle's offense completely disappeared against the Rams. That was a disaster in the second half. They gave up insane inside pressure. But Detroit doesn't have somebody that really does inside pressure like Donald. I mean, Hutchinson is good, but he's not quite at the level of Donald. Uh, and I liked how Detroit moved him inside to really take advantage of that Jawan Taylor ridiculous him going on the offensive line there. Um, but let's look at some trends, shall we? I mean, Seattle has a lot of trends in their favor this week. Seattle is very profitable after a home loss. In fact, Pete Carroll has the third best ATS record in after home losses in the last 20 years. He's 20-11-1 against the spread. Geno Smith as a dog, 19-14-2 against the spread. He's been quite good. Also, in the last 11 years, teams that lost by double digits in week one have gone 45, 25, and two in week two. They're 64%. Now, there is a scary stat, and that scary stat is no team has a better quarterback currently on their roster that's better than Jared Goff in week one or week two uh, in the last 20 years against the spread. How crazy is that? Jared Goff is 10 and one against the spread in week one or week two. He's also at home 17 and seven against the spread best of any quarterback since 2020. Jared Goff is a dog. However, this is only the third time since 2014 that the Lions have been three point favorites or more this early in the season. So I'm a little bit impartial to that stat. This will be a fast track. It will help Seattle's passing game as much as it helps Detroit. I think this will be a high-scoring affair. I think Seattle can win this game, too. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe sprinkle a little money on it. I'm going to take the Seahawks plus five. Okay. I I like that because, like you said, with Detroit, they just barely got that win out against Kansas City. And that was with no Chris Jones. And Kadarius Toney is apparently playing for Detroit. And no Travis (laughs) Kelsey. So. Uh, all right, you, you got me thinking on that one now because I'm, like huh? I'm gonna need to bet the narrative at the end of the show. So okay, I like that. There we got a little hey, influence. Number four, 
Number four, quote unquote, Matt says, maybe I'm taking the cheese here, but I'm a Kellen Moore guy. And everyone on Twitter is loving him taking over the offense. And because they were humming last week, not just through the air, but they were super efficient on the ground. I worry about Derrick Henry controlling this game and running it down their throats, but I think Tannehill might be done. Give me the bolts, <laughs> minus three at Tennessee. He likes the Chargers. This is a sickness. This is a disease. <laughs> this is shock therapy, literally. I told you, some of the, you're going to, yeah, for sure. Well, I um, just can't believe that he's fading the fading Vrabel. Okay, he's now put Kellen Moore over Vrabel in my eyes. And <laughs> if you're listening, what are we doing? I mean, home dog on a on a natural grass field. The Chargers got to come across the country on a one o'clock game. Listen, I get it. Tannehill was bad. You can't play worse. I mean, you can't play worse, and. You also can't play worse than the than the Chargers defense did. So do you really trust the Chargers defense to to do anything here? I mean, goodness, I thought the Chargers ran the ball really well, but Tennessee's defense is is better than Miami's. It's right. better than Miami's. So I can't agree with them there. I, I think I think Tennessee might be live. I don't have them, yeah. but I think they might be live. Okay, all right. That, I I just he said Tannehill might be done. That's the part that I do agree with because he did not look good at all. He well, I couldn't get the ball to D-hop at all. It was just ugly. He so. played poorly, but what do we say about week one every year? This is overreaction week. Every and time. Every, every year time. we say this. Yep. So that's why this next game, it's kind of a spot play, and I'm really nervous to do it. But seven and a half is too much. It's too much for the San Francisco 49ers against the Rams. I I'm taking the Rams again for the second straight week. Now – I get it. Shanahan has dominated this. No coach against another coach is better than Shanahan versus McVay. Shanahan is 10 and 3 against the spread in his career against McVay. 10 and 3. However, as good as San Francisco is, this is their second straight road game. And McVay has been much better early in the season. In September, he's 17 and 4 straight up in the month of September since he started coaching the Rams. And the Rams and Niners have not played in September since 2017. So I, I think that the Rams are usually pretty good early. One thing that San Francisco didn't do very well was they had 11 penalties in the game against Pittsburgh. They're a little bit undisciplined. They did everything else great. They were very efficient, but they had 11 penalties. Meanwhile, Stafford was humming. He made some tight window throws to young receivers. The O-line kept Stafford clean. They didn't get a sack on him. It's going to be a lot harder this week, obviously, against San Francisco. But the youth of the Rams has actually started – is taking a step forward a little bit. And I don't want to mark San Francisco as like this – you know, they are good. They are good. Let's not get it twisted. Oh, they're good. Are, are they that – are they, you know, are they that good? I, I do wonder against the division opponent. Aaron Donald was wreaking havoc for Geno Smith interiorly. The 49ers did give up three sacks to T.J. Watt. So mm. the best player on the team did get sacks. Um, if Stafford can take advantage of some San Francisco mistakes, I think the Rams can hang within two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and then back to recover this. I really do. Give me the hook with a seven and a half. By the way, teams since 2004 as an underdog in their second of back-to-back -back divisional games in week two, 20 and 10 against the spread, 66%. I think the Rams reluctantly 
plus seven and a half. You are nervous about it though. I, I am. I am. I'm not. I'm not comfortable because of the Shanahan McVay history. But yeah. I think I have to take the number. We didn't put him in studs or duds, but well, wouldn't have been a dud. What do you think of Brock Purdy? I think he would have been a stud. I mean, yeah. he played. I mean, he definitely outplayed. You know my expectations because we both picked the Steelers, or I don't know if Matt did, but mm-hmm. I did. So uh, he was good. Let me see. I don't think Matt did pick the Steelers. I don't think he did. I don't think it was on his list. I, I, he might have had a lean some sort. but Oh, yeah. It's probably a lean. But, yeah. No, I, I thought he looked great. I thought I looked great. I think the offense looks good. Uh, seven and a half, though, I, you get the hook. I understand. I hear you. I, that just that Niners team is great. They it's are great. Their defense is – they're good. Remember so. that number was eight earlier in the week, and now it's come down to seven and a half. So. Mm, interesting. Wow. Interesting. Got to see where the money is going on that. But – all right, I'm moving to the third one for you. All right. He's a uh, overreaction, you tell me. Matt likes Baltimore plus three and a half at Cincinnati. <laughs> Here we go. That's it. He wasn't super impressed with either of these teams last week, but he thinks at least Baltimore has had their QB in camp, most of training camp, and they're closer to getting right on offense. The Bengals who just seem to be slow starters. Uh, he says it also helps that Harbaugh is 18-8-1 against the spread as a divisional dog, plus we get the hook. So. Well. Overreaction? <laughs> a little bit. Because we have our first head-to-head of the year. Ah. Do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. Be filled with roar. Give me the bangles. Minus three and a half. I don't buy the duds. I don't buy it. Burrow cannot. That was, I'll tell you what it was in a second. I expect much better performance. The Ravens, don't forget, are very banged up. They lost J.K. Dobbins. They now are, Marcus Williams, their starting safety, is out for this game. Tyler Linderbaum, their starting center, is very questionable. Ronnie Stanley, their starting left tackle, is questionable. They're piling up. And that offense is also still coming together. Remember, they got outgained by the Houston Texans in that game <laughs> in yardage. I thought the Texans' defense did pretty good. Now, a lot of trends point the Ravens' way. I will give them that. However, Joe Burrow, off a loss, is deadly. He is 13-4 <laughs> and four against the spread. Off a loss in September and October, he's 8-1. and one against the spread and off a loss when he didn't score 20 points the previous week, he's seven and one against the spread. So Joe Burrow ain't too chef when he's in this situation. Also a couple more trends teams in the last 11 seasons that lost or tied in week one as road favorites are 20 and 11 straight up the following week. And since 2007, Teams that lost on the point spread by more than 14 points in week one in a divisional matchup are 14 and seven straight up and 14, six and one against the spread. That's 70%. To me, I think that game had more to do with the Browns being Burroughs kryptonite than any major structure issue for Cincinnati. I think it's bounce back week. Don't overreact. Cincinnati minus three and a half. I'm going to take it. Head to head. This is it. So what do you we, think, Lewis? What do you think? Who had the better argument? 
No, I. you make a good point. I think, like you said, Baltimore is a little banged up. They lose Dobbins for the entire season, which also, that, that stinks too. I know the Rodgers thing, we took over the media airways, but that's just awful. The guy just came back, right? It's you got to feel bad at some point, but it, Mark Andrews is banged up as well, correct? He's banged up too. He's questionable for the game. So I, I'm not sure Baltimore is 100% healthy here. And in Cincinnati after that dud last week? Yeah. yeah that, that's tough. That's tough. The plus three and a half, you get that hook. But I think that hook's just to scare you off. That's my opinion. Yeah. I think they're, they're being like, do it. I dare you. You won't do it. You won't do it. You're not man enough to take the three and a half. Yeah, yeah we are. Just okay. do it. Just do it. Okay. All right. Well, hey, listen, we'll see. So someone is going to be in the lead next week. So somebody will. We'll see what happens. Can't wait to see who's buying dinner at the end of the year. I'll move right into the number two for you. Well, Matt's buying the uh, brother love hype this week. As he's Green Bay minus one and a half versus Atlanta. They're at home. He thinks the Packers basically played the same exact game last week of a rush heavy offense. Against a QB who really doesn't throw far down the field. He had that one play, uh, was a Ritter that it bounced right back his first <laughs> first yes. season. He <laughs> caught his first pass or something, right? <laughs> it was awful. Absolutely awful. Uh yeah, the Falcons O line is probably better than the Bears, but I think the Packers D is legit and they will cause problems for Ritter. If they can just get ahead in this game and keep Atlanta from being able to run the ball 70% of the time. I think they can edge them out basically at a pick them. So I'm stunned. I'm stunned at that thing. I Euro Euro Matt is way different than American Matt. Like it's <laughs> him picking against the Falcons in this spot. I'm I'm and Jordan Love back to back road games. I'm pretty surprised. Those are his birds, too. You know, the cats and the birds. He loves the animal teams. Do you, do you think he's making these picks, like, up in the altitude of the mountains? And I think so. He's got the oxygen. Is it's a little, good. you know, it's a little messing with him a little bit. I don't know. I think he's just a free spirit. He told me today it was the most life-changing thing in the world that he's out there in the mountains. I mean, I'm just stunned. I'm just stunned because I love the Packers in that spot, too. I just I'm afraid of the spot. You know, right. like that's what I'm afraid of. So mm. kudos to him, man. I mean, I, I, I think the Packers will win. So I do agree with him. Right. It's just I don't know if I can put that on my list. That's all. Gotcha. This Fair. one I can put on my list, though, really easily. The season has begun. Break out the throwbacks on Sunday night. Squish the fish. The division's in play. Lewis, it's that time of year. The... New England Patriots, plus three, getting three at home on Sunday night against the Dolphins is my number two pick. New England played incredible defense against the Eagles, limiting Hurts to just 170 yards passing, 37 yards rushing. But what we noticed about New England, different than in years past about defense, is that they have speed now. They are fast. This has historically been a defense that, deploys big linebackers, big D linemen. They don't really worry about that type of speed on the field. Now they're throwing out safety linebacker hybrids that are fast and physical. Jabil Peppers blew up Jalen Hurts in that game. I mean, him, Duggar, Phillips, like all those types of players. Jawan Bentley was an animal. Um, I, I think that that's going to really benefit them. I think they can stick with the speed of Miami. I really do. Um, is Teron Armstead healthy? That's also another factor and how 
piss poor Brandon Staley's defenses that he was missing their left tackle and never touched to it at all. Um, you're going to see a completely different defense that then the two is going to face this week. They're not going man to man. This is going to be a zone match coverage defense zone man mix within the play. Um, so this is going to be very confusing. They're going to really try to confuse to a lot. By the way, here's a crazy stat for you. you know who the best corner covering Tyreek Hill is since Tyreek Hills came to the league is that would be Jonathan Jones of the new England Patriots who in six games has held Tyreek Hill to seven catches for 88 yards. And quarterbacks targeting Tyreek Hill against Jonathan Jones in coverage have a 35.4 passer rating. He's a little, little bit of a kryptonite, you would say, to Tyreek Hill. But that's not the question for the Patriots in this game. We know their defense is good. Can Mac Jones limit the mistakes? They've consistently and uncharacteristically shot themselves in the foot far too early in games. They cannot give up points, especially early. Mac Jones, in his career, when the opponent scores 25 points or more, is 0-12. That's just not good. This is going to come down to the wire again. I definitely believe that. I think the Patriots will win, but even if they don't win, I think they'll cover the three. But Mac Jones must prove that he's not just a quarterback who can come back in games and put in a valiant effort, but ultimately come up short. Otherwise, I think it's time to start looking for a new quarterback in New England. If that's the case. That's my point of view. I, I mean, you have to win. <laughs> you have to win the game. Not yeah. just play well, you have to win. But I will say this. Since 2002, week two teams playing as a favorite or an underdog of three points or less against an opponent that scored 30 points the previous in week one. They are 44 and 16 straight up. They are 38, 19 and three against the spread. That is 66%. I love the Patriots. Plus this, Belichick knows something. If they go 0-2 of the 11% stat, right? They would also be 0-2 at home. So they would only have six games left at home to try to get back in the playoff scenario. They have to win this game. I'm going to take the Patriots. Uh, Dan's riding with his macaroni Jones. and I am. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, you're a braver man than I. That's I've got Matt's last pick up here, but I will not touch that game at all. I like the stats you're telling me about Tyree Kill's kryptonite. It's impressive. It truly is. Seven catches in six games. That's insane. Uh, I no, I can't. Not after last week. Not after what I saw. Okay. That's uh, three points. Three. Damn. Three points. You're a brave man. I know you're a Pats fan, so it makes sense. It makes sense why you would do such a thing. Listen, I, I mean, it's a. I agree with you. It's brave, but you got to push the envelope in week two. I just, I'm, I'm. I told myself before I was going to make picks. Don't overreact. Don't worry about what happened last week. Right. Don't don't worry about the horse being blind. Just worry about filling up the wagon. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Thanks, John Madden. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. That's a great one. So, all right. I got his number one here for you. Let's go. His first note is you'll love giving this one out. You got any guesses? Because he's taking Kansas City minus three at Jacksonville. Oh. Yes, sir. Yeah. Kind of like what we talked about before, but his notes are, as much as Detroit looked impressive last week, we have to buy back on the Chiefs. 
Uh, they played without the two best players, not named Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and Kelsey, uh, who are coming back. Also, hopefully, Kadarius Tony could catch the ball, <laughs> not completely screw his team over. Matt says the Prince of Darkness is 17-5-1 against the spread as a field goal favorite or less. Mahomes off a loss is 15-3 straight up. Mahomes is 8-1 straight up on the road off of a loss. And 6-0 and since 2019 straight up. Last year, Kansas City was minus 9.5 fades to Jacksonville in the divisional round. This line has moved too much. I think... You're both very brave. I wouldn't touch this one either. I know Kelsey and Jones are coming back, but Jacksonville looked good. I thought. I thought they looked good last week. I thought they were okay. I thought I thought Indianapolis definitely benefited from some crazy plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but the line has actually moved to three and a half. So it's Kansas City minus three and a half, which is fine. Yeah. It's in my leans. I'm sure you take it either way. I it's in my leans. It's definitely in my leans. I think you gotta buy back in Kansas City here. You yeah. have to, especially with Chris Jones coming back. They don't got no tape on him. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to have to deal with that. That's going to be hard. And the so, best tight end of all time, you know. <laughs> that's a wrong. That's a wrong opinion. Um, the uh, the uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, I'm not kidding, but you know what I mean. Uh, the uh, the uh, the defense. I think the Chiefs' defense. I think will win on this game. I really okay. do. I think that. I think that that's. That to me is is the factor more than we're going to see high flying offense this that and the other. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think the defenses are going to show up in this game. Okay, uh, but that's not my number one. But Matt will like my number one because I have to admit he was right. Oh boy, this is our game. This is the biggest game of the year for me and him. Houston. Texans minus one and a half against the Colts. We're the only two going to be watching it, but we're going to watch it. <laughs> Houston was plus one and a half 24 hours ago. They have moved all the way to minus one and a half. Uh, Houston's just flat out better. They're just flat out better. Their defense looked fierce against the Ravens. They outgained the Ravens 268 to 265 on offense. Baltimore's defense was tough to handle because of the scheme, which is why Stroud was sacked five times. But Houston's O-line faces a much softer opponent that wants to play zone defense. They won't blitz as much to Gus Bradley's zone defense in Indianapolis. I'm taking D'Amico Ryan's scheme early in the year while Steichen and AR-15 still try to figure out what he can and cannot do. Defense is a lot easier to coach than offense. And I think it takes more time for offenses to get going, i.e. the touchdown stat we gave out earlier about the league. Indianapolis had five trips past midfield last week. They resulted in zero points. They're also one and five on fourth down. One for five on fourth down. Plus, Indianapolis, all right, people are going to say, well, Indianapolis should have covered at the end. They should have scored, blah, blah, Yeah, well, they also had that weird play where everybody stopped playing and DeForest Buckner just kind of took the ball out of Tank Bigsby's hand and took it for a touchdown. So six and one half dozen, half dozen of the other. Indianapolis, to me, still seems like a fluky week one surprise team and how close they kept the game, while Houston looks like their defense can be legit. I want to go to one stat, Lou, and that's rookie starting quarterbacks. Both of these guys are rookie starting quarterbacks with rookie head coaches, right? Well, since 2013, rookie starters are 100 and 106 against the spread. That's about 48% at home. But on the road... 
they're 90 and 114. That's 44%. So essentially, rookie starting quarterbacks are essentially 500 at home. They're 25 games under 500 on the road. So I'm going to, since 2013, so I'm going to lay it with Houston, even though it's moved back to minus one and a half. I still like the Texans as my number one play. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, good sir. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I, well, listen, you guys like these teams that I just never want to touch. I don't like putting them in uh, bet the narrative games. This uh, is okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, that play where Tank Bigsby just had the ball ripped out of his hands and ran back was something. Because that's that just was so dumb. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, that's it. We'll see what happens. Yes, we will. Uh, I'll get does to he have, Does he have any leans? I was he does. He's got two leans. He's got Seattle plus five and a half versus Detroit, but they might be the public dog of the week. Uh, you had him at five, so I'll let you figure that one out however you want between the two of you. If you want to honor when he gave these to me, or meld, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then he's got Chicago plus three versus Tampa Bay. Scratch my head on that one. Uh, time for Justin to bounce back. And Baker's not my guy. I like to back as a favorite. I can't. Oh, please. He's got more guys. He's got more guys. I, I can't even read that without laughing. That is, He is so bought in on Justin Fields, his favorite running back. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. But, hey, look, you guys make the picks every week. Not me. So, you guys have been doing this more. And you went 4-1, and one, both of you, last week. So, what, yeah. what can I say? Yeah, so. I mean, he better come back with a bear pelt. That's all I'll say. You got wearing a full bear on his head, like where the where the head is on his head. You know, oh, yeah. like one of those. He better. <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed if he doesn't. Uh, lanes for me, Kansas City. Like I said, I think that's a great pick. Uh, I, I will plug my nose, maybe, and I would lean New York Jets plus nine and a half. Oh Dallas. boy, I, I would. I Don't would. Lou, the total in the game is 39 and a half. Uh, yeah. I mean, both really good defenses. I, I, It's hard not to take a 39 and a half total and not take the dog, who's almost 10 points. That's hard. Overreaction after the Cowboys whooped up on the Giants last week? Sure. I mean, I, I, look, I think, I think the Jets would have been an overreaction if Rodgers had been healthy because Monday night winner, fade the Monday night winner, fade the Sunday night winner. But the fact that he's not, and like that was a very like bittersweet win for the Jets. Right. I think we fade the Sunday night winner. I think we go Jets nine and a half. Okay. I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna okay. yeah. I text it's a lean. It's a lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I well, I told you I had almost I had like five bets Monday night for the Jets. And when Rogers went down, I said, Oh, well, there goes my money. It's over. And I hit everyone. Hit everyone. <laughs> Great. Bittersweet, right? I think show me the money. That's it. So I love it. I love right. it. Uh, let me get to the uh, under the weather real quick before we get to the uh, bet the narrative and the magic money line parlay. Under the weather, um, let's go. Uh, and I told you this is a lean for me was Kansas City, but I think this is the under the weather. I think it's the fifty one is a pretty uh, hefty one, and these unders have been hitting. Fifty one is the total. Eighty six degrees thunderstorms. 10-mile-an-hour mm. wins in Jacksonville on Sunday. That's what it's called for. Again, like I said, I think Kansas City's defense is more likely to play better than their offense. I really do. I think that um, I, I see some issues for Kansas City. So 
even though I'm not taking Kansas City, I wouldn't. I, I'm, it's not in my five. It's a lean. I do think the unders at play. I really do. Uh, whether that means Kansas City wins the game or not. So uh, I'm going to take the under 51 in Kansas City and Jacksonville. Okay, I, I, that's a high. That's a high number. I it's agree. a little high. It's a little high, I, especially with again. Maybe it's a bounce back scenario for them playing well on offense. But again, I like the defense. Let's make some magic. We were one point away from hitting the magic money line parlay. I feel it in my bones. It's going to be really scary, but I I like it. I, I already know I like it because you're you're like ew, it's gross. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. It's making me sick. I don't think you're going to like this at all. Oh, right. I don't. He's taking Chicago plus oh. 26 and Baltimore plus 164. Oh, I, hate I hate it. That'll get you a plus 495 for a parlay. So, I, I, yeah, no, I'm, he's, he's really reaching here. He's really rolling with his. I, I, I hate the Baltimore pick. I hate it. That's why I said it because you got Cincinnati. Chicago, I can at least see the logic behind it. Mm. But uh, can you though? Can you? Well, can you I mean, you you think about it. Yes, you have to fade the Bucks. Really, it's not most, as much a play on the Bears as the Bucks won a game that was given to them. You know, right. I mean, we 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 thought the Bucks would win. We did. We like Minnesota would throw up on themselves. But uh, the Bucks really got gifted that by Kirk Cousins. I mean, he really, really did. So, all right, Bears and Ravens, not loving it. No. <laughs> two, two, two quarterbacks that can run, one quarterback, excuse me, one quarterback that can run, one running back that can run. That's what we're going with, Bears uh, and, uh, and Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Okay. The bet the narrative, one and zero, undefeated. Can we keep it going, Lewis? What's what are we talking about Monday morning? I am, oh, all over the place right now. I'm all over it. I I might need your help, Dan. Might need a little bit of help. Okay, what are we, what what are we what are we at least? Do I hearing from call? Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith on Monday? Do I want to call Brother Love again in Green Bay, going down to Atlanta? That one and a half, basically just a pick them. I kind of like it, you know. It's it's on. Unfortunately, Rogers goes down, but the narrative would be is Jordan Love is the guy. Jordan Love is actually the guy. This team is still good. They're gonna they're gonna win a lot of games this season. But I, you know, maybe do I, I don't want to lean too much on them. I thought Tampa Bay minus two and a half would be the move. Really? Oh, stinks. You said it. You said Chicago stinks. Come on. What are we talking about? And they won. They beat the Vikings. And I know we did this all last year where the Vikings were winning games by one score and they got lucky how many times. But the Vikings are better than Chicago, aren't they? Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So, and the two and a half, it's not like it's that many points. But we have to do it. We have to take the New York Jets plus yes! for the best the narrative. They, have have to. To. Just, I have to. I, you know, it's. I don't feel good about it, but maybe that's why I should do it. That's why I got to take him. Zach Wilson goes out, does just enough to not 
absolutely destroy us, and we cover a huge line against Dallas. You got, like you said, fade the winner. That's it. are they going to really drop that many points on our defense? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think nine and a half is doable. So if we lose do they, by a touchdown, sure. But do, do they have a chance to win the game at the end? There's always a chance to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's always a chance because guess what? As much as Zach could possibly, you know, throw the game for us, there's no reason Dak Prescott can't do the same thing against our defense. There's no reason we can't pick him off three times in the fumble recovery and you know hold them to so many yards. I I think it's he's possible. probably more likely to do that than Jeff. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, we're doing it. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if the Jets are two and zero. Story of the year already. Zach Wilson. He I always liked him. He was always good. (laughs) I never thought coming out of the woodshed for that for the young buck. You guys thought he stunk, but I always liked him. I've always had his back. I didn't wear that Mike freaking white t shirt that they had. (laughs) Oh, he had twelve year old quarterback. Yep, that's it. He does look like Kyle. So but yeah, let's do it. Honestly, I would be entertained by it, at least. No oh, question. If we win, that would be absolutely hysterical. Now, think about this. You win the game. Let's just say, let's just say the Patriots lose. Now you're chewing out. You got the Patriots at home. How hype is is MetLife? Well, I think they're playing the Patriots home the following week. I'm pretty sure. Could be wrong. I, I haven't looked ahead, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm almost positive they are. I'll, I'll Wilson versus Macaroni Jones. I don't know. Uh, y- your guy Juju Smith Schuster would probably need to have a big game. Oh, he stinks. He probably yeah. You think I saw you compared to Mohamed Sanu earlier today? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Jets Jets Patriots. Look ahead line is Patriots minus two. So, Interesting. There you go. Okay. Hey, listen. When we get there, let's when just when we get there. Let's just hope both teams get out of this week without any injuries. All right. That's the because the stuff losses. we saw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, <laughs> that's, and, that too. And it's not uh, like either, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see on Sunday night. Lewis, thank you so much. Thank you for relaying the messages from the other side. Uh, and uh, hopefully, Maddie makes it home safe. We'll be back. And thank you for the birthday wishes, too. So, of course. Have you fun. Enjoy. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Four. Lemon Pepper, Lou Paracone, our esteemed producer. I am Dan Zapano. We'll get Maddie back next week on the horn. See how his trip to Albania went. But until then, folks, enjoy week two of the NFL season. And always tune in to Sunday Car. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zimpano, co-hosted by Matt Silvereth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season, at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.